Welcome to the Embodied Love Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant. In this show, we'll be exploring all things love, relationships, and the creative fulfillment of living a life on purpose. If you're someone who wants to leave this world a little better and really make the most out of your human experience, you're a creative, a lover, a human who is here to embody the full essence of love, this podcast is for you. Join me for conversations about the real stories, lessons, and mistakes that make up a life well-lived and a human well-loved. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am so excited to be here with you, and we are going to be diving into a bit of a dating series leading up to my Embodied Dating Workshop at the end of this month. We are going to be doing that on February 25th, and this is the first time ever that I am doing a choose-your-own-adventure, pay-what-you-want So there is like a minimum amount, and then there's the suggested amount of the workshop, and you get to choose your own adventure. And that's the first time ever that we're doing it. It might be the last time (laughs) we do it, depending how emotionally honest everyone is. Um, And I'm excited to give it a go. And in leading up to that workshop, we are going to be doing a few episodes here on the magical world and sometimes very frustrating worlds of dating. So today, I really wanted to talk about the compromises that we make during dating become the compromises that we have to maintain in the relationship. So whatever you're kind of setting the tone for while you're dating, and just so that we're all on the same linguistic language page here, To me, dating represents the period of time where you are vetting each other to see if there is enough emotional, intellectual, spiritual, physical, and sexual alignment to choose a committed relationship. I'm talking about dating for partnership. And that can mean a serious relationship. It could mean just partnership to you. It could also mean marriage. So if you aren't dating with that context, then, you know, this doesn't necessarily apply and it may not be relevant for you. But if you are someone who is dating and the purpose of you dating is to end up in a serious relationship, then this is for you. And when we are in that dating phase, what we tolerate, what we kind of entertain sets the precedent for the foundation of a relationship should we decide to step into one. So if we have these, you know, foundational non-negotiables and we don't back those foundational non-negotiables. When we get into a relationship, those non-negotiables aren't magically just going to (laughs) be there because we didn't vet for them. And maybe we did. Maybe we vetted for them and we saw that those non-negotiables didn't line up. But if we're dating from our wounds, we will override that. If we're dating from our wounds, we will override the foundational information that gives us a very clear yes or no. 
most of the time it's the found, it's the information that gives us the no and we don't want to hear no we don't want to have to deal with either rejecting the other person or being rejected so we just pretend that we don't see the misalignment and then down the line when that misalignment becomes totally unavoidable and that's usually in the relationship and then there's all of this conflict in the relationship because when you were first dating, this big foundational non-negotiable piece didn't line up, but you stepped over it. You justified it. You minimized it. You're like, oh, that's, that's not that big of a deal to me. You know, maybe that wasn't like a total non-negotiable for me. And we slither out of the things that are actually really true for us. And when we do that, it does cause a lot of mischief down the line. So if you won't respect your non-negotiables in the dating phase, it is completely unrealistic to expect the other person to respect your non-negotiables in the dating phase and beyond. And this is where we, you know, get really turned around and we can see how uh, emotionally mature and the age of our emotional maturity in just contemplating this concept. Because if we are dating from our inner adolescent, this degree of responsibility will be offensive. We'll fight it. We, we won't like it. We're not into it. Because that part of us, you know, wants to be a little bit reckless. It wants to, like, kind of push boundaries. It wants to, you know, not subscribe to any rules or regulations because those are, like, a compromise on my freedom. You know, when we're dating from that place of our inner teenager, that part of us has no interest in being responsible. (laughs) it, It just doesn't. And when we suggest, you know, that you need to respect your own non-negotiables. You can't compromise them. That part will get really twisted if it's the part that's in the driver's seat. So you can always tell how old the parts are that are running when we encounter emotionally honest questions. And if we are really in our functional embodied adult. When we have those really emotionally honest conversations or questions that are proposed to us, we're able to navigate them with respect, with eloquence, with grace. Um, but if we are, you know, in a younger part, uh, when we are presented with those moments, we can get really defensive. We can get, you know, really upset. Um, we can just completely dissociate and be like, la, 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 that's not for me. That doesn't apply to me. (laughs) I'm just conveniently going to omit that information. And, you know, it's, this is why it's so important. If you are dating for partnership, this isn't as important, I guess, if you're just dating casually, but if you're dating for partnership and your functional adult is in the driver's seat, We want to take that seriously. Like if we don't have reverence for our relationships, who will? Like seriously, who will have reverence for your relationship if you don't? It's certainly not the other person, you know, because if you don't have reverence for your relationships, you will likely want to 
link up, at least subconsciously, with someone who shares a very similar perspective in terms of their emotional maturity and their relational maturity. Because you'll, you'll want to subconsciously kind of match and play that out. And if we want a healthy, thriving relationship, then we have to act in ways that are congruent with a healthy, thriving relationship. Choosing someone that doesn't even meet the baseline qualifications of your non-negotiables is not a good relational move. Like that's not a wise move to make. And the reason we make that move is because there's some part of us that gets off on the idea of like, my love can change them. I can mold them into what it is that I want them to be. And I'm going to talk about this on the next episode of dating down. You know, when we date down a level (laughs) and what's really going on there. Um, But, you know, when we have these patterns running, like that's not the truest part of you. That's a wounded part of you that is doing the choosing that is in charge of your behavior. Because if the functional, healthy adult in you was doing the choosing, that part would be assessing, like honestly assessing, do these pieces line up? And if they don't, there's a reason why it's called a non-negotiable. It's not negotiable. Like it's either got to be there And if it's not there, we don't proceed. Like the whole point of the dating phase is to flush this out. And you you can't flush this out on date one. Like you might, you know, get one non-negotiable on date one. A good one to kind of cover right away is like the style of relationship they're looking for. You know, if you're looking for monogamy and they are polyamorous, like you're done. Like you literally can't go any further with that person. Because you have a fundamental mismatch in the ways in which you want to construct your relationship. Like if you as a monogamous person get involved with someone who is polyamorous and they are clear, very clear about their desire for polyamory, you don't get to be victimized later down the line when they want an open relationship. And the same is true. If you are polyamorous, and you go on a date with someone and you really like them, but they are explicitly clear with you that they want a monogamous relationship. It is so disrespectful to continue dating that person, knowing that you cannot give them the thing that is the true thing for them. So on both sides, it's wildly disrespectful to continue dating someone when you know fundamentally that your non-negotiable, like a major non-negotiable, like the container of the relationship, like what you want that to look like is different. Like those, those two worlds couldn't be more different. They're both valid. Like we're not here to impose morality onto either. Like they just are like monogamy just is polyamory just is. Everything else is, you know, a projection that we throw on top of it. A moral projection of that's good, that's right, that's wrong, that's bad. Those are all human constructs that we just project onto shit. 
so that we don't have to touch the truer threats. Like it's such a fucking distraction the majority of the time that human beings are imposing morality onto things because it takes us away from the truth that, oh, we're fundamentally mismatched. It doesn't matter why you want polyamory. And this is where people get stuck is they want to psychoanalyze the shit out of the other person. And they want to figure out why does this person want polyamory? Why is monogamy not enough for them? It must be their trauma. Or on the flip side, like, why does this person want monogamy? It's so restrictive. Like, that must be their trauma. (laughs) What if, what, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But the fact is, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter why someone wants what they want. Your only job is to assess whether or not that fits for you and for you to give the high quality information to them so they can assess whether it fits for them. But so much of dating is about a performance. It's about like, let me pretend to be this version of myself that is not totally integrated, that's not totally embodied. And then once I get the commitment, whatever that looks like, then I can flip the switch and allow my, my true self to shine. It's like, you know, like wearing a costume all day. And then when you're finally home, you can like take off the costume and you're like, oh, I can finally breathe. That's what most relationships are. The dating phase is where you're all dressed up in these elaborate costumes, performance, performance, performance. And then we convince each other with the performances like, oh yeah, we want the same things when no one was being emotionally honest the entire fucking time. And then they get into the relationship where they're like, ah, now we can take off the costume and stop the performance. And then all of a sudden we're mystified why the person that we are in relationship with is not the same person that was performing a few months before. And guess what? They likely think the same about you. And this is why being super clear on your non-negotiables and using the initial dating phase to vet for them is so key to not only your success in relating, but also the actual enjoyment of the dating phase because it makes it so so much less personal when someone just wants fundamentally different things. So obviously like monogamy, non-monogamy is an important one to vet for. And then also things like your religious beliefs. If you are like super clear that you want someone who's sharing the same faith as you, that's a foundational non-negotiable. Like that's not going to change about you. Your non-negotiables are the things that aren't going to change about you. Like they're just innately who you are and what you deeply desire. And if you deeply desire someone who shares the same faith, that is an important thing to figure out sooner or later. You know, whether someone wants monogamy or non-monogamy, you want to find that out sooner or later. Because if you don't, you will have a mess to clean up down the road. And if you don't back these standards, these non-negotiables, like these pieces of yourself, and you make compromises in the dating phase, 
you literally have to keep making those compromises inside the relationship. So your relationship becomes a place not where truth is welcome, but where each person is constantly having to compromise who they are and what is true for them in order to keep the ship afloat. That is not a healthy ship. If we have to keep twisting ourselves into a fucking pretzel to keep it going. And, you know, I think where people get really tripped up and like having been coaching people for the last 15 years in the realm of dating and relationships, uh, this is something that I see a lot is that this fear comes up of, well, if I tell them the truth, they might not like it. They might not like me. And guess what? That's true. And that's part of emotionally maturing into your functional adult is understanding that you are not for everyone and everyone is not for you. This is the part of emotional maturity where we understand that rejection has more of a sacred purpose. You know, that saying of rejection is redirection. I find that to be very true. Every time that I've been quote unquote rejected for the things that I want and truly desire, it's like, thank you. Thank you for not wasting my time because you were never going to be able to align with me in those areas. So yeah, you are saying no, but it's not a no to me as a human in terms of like what you want is wrong and bad. It's just I'm not aligned to give that to you and I'm saying no so that you are freed up to find the person or the people who are a yes to what you want. You will never find your yes person, your aligned person by entertaining people who think what you want to have a healthy functional relationship is dumb and stupid and ridiculous. You know, another area of you know, non-negotiables is, you know, the level of self-work and self-development and self-awareness that someone has, you know, so we can niche this down to certain, you know, character qualities and values. So for me, like the, the main non-negotiables for me are the ones about the form. So monogamy, non-monogamy, the ones about faith. Um, and then in terms of, you know, the type of work, that they do in the world. Um, because I have an entrepreneurial spirit and I have my own business and I'm a creative to the max, I actually need someone who is on a similar trajectory. They don't have to be doing the same work. They don't even have to be in the same industry, but they need to have the same flexibility that I do. Um, because I'm not going to be competing with a nine to five job and trying to like, contort my life to kind of fit that paradigm. And there isn't anything wrong with that paradigm. Like to be clear, like this is not a judgment of someone who has a nine to five job or a more structured career. Like I love that if that's the true thing for you. And I also know that it is not a match for me, but that doesn't mean I'm rejecting like the core of who that person is. I'm just saying for the life that I want to create and the relationship experience that I want to have, there needs to be a more compatible 
way that we're kind of navigating our schedules and like someone who really understands that creative function, you know, someone who is very, um, rational, linear, you know, more like scientific sort of minded person, um, likely will have a lot of challenges with my more nonlinear expression as an artist. And that also floods into my business. Like there are times when I am up at two, three in the morning, creating content, writing, like it's usually writing. I'm either writing music or I'm like writing. (laughs) And, you know, I've had partners who don't have that creative element or don't have that entrepreneurial flexibility. And it's really unsettling to their system. Cause they're like, I got to be up in three hours. Like, and you're disturbing my sleep or like, why can't you come to bed when I need to go to bed? Cause I need to be up at this time. Like, it's just, it's such a clash of how my life is structured and I'm, I'm not available for it. And so it's my job to back that. And if I'm willing to compromise on that, then I have to hold the consequences of that compromise down the road. I don't get to be victimized by that. Like this is, again, another place where we might get totally whacked. Because if you compromise, there will be an energetic consequence. Usually the first energetic consequence is just like that gritty feeling of like, you know, when two pieces are kind of opposing each other energetically, it's just fucking gritty. It's got a crunch to it. Like there isn't this smoothness and this flow. And I am not under the delusion that being in an aligned relationship means that there's never any conflict, never any crunch. I'm well aware that relationships bring up our shit. And even if you are someone who's been working on yourselves for two decades, like me, or maybe even longer, your shit is still going to get activated in your relationship. In the most aligned relationship, it is still going to get activated. But if you have this foundational smoothness because you're foundationally aligned, when you hit those inevitable crunch moments, you have bandwidth to navigate them. But if your foundation is rocky, And like, it's crunchy and like, there's this push pull and like, we just can't like click into place together. When you hit those periods of time in the future, there is no energetic bandwidth to navigate it. And that's where people slip into like character assassination, attacking each other, like a lot of wounding behavior comes out inside of the relationship. And so we have like these energetic behavioral relational consequences that are the result of compromising what it is that is true for us right from the beginning. I personally don't believe that a healthy relationship requires compromises. Compromise to me is like I'm giving up this very important part of my soul. And maybe this is just a semantics thing. But for me, relationships, healthy relationships are about the creative like co-creation between two people. So it's about like what you want and what I want. And like, yeah, sometimes those things might not look like they kind of click together, but let's play, let's make a deal. Let's see, like, 
this is the thing you want. I can't give you that, but I can give you this. Would that work? No, like, but this would work. Would that work for you? Like, and we just go back and forth with each other until we land on something that genuinely works for the both of us. It's not about compromising the thing that is really important to you. It's about backing the thing that's really important to you and, you know, opening and co-creating with your person. But you cannot step into that if from the beginning you are compromising who you are and what you truly want. The dating phase is so important and it allows you to really practice your embodiment with these things. Like how embodied are you with your non-negotiables? Can you back them? Even if it means you've gone as far as you can go with that person. Or are you willing to abandon yourself and compromise what you truly need in order to keep this person? And then you are going to have to put on your costume and perform. Because the truth of who you are won't be welcome there. The truth of what you actually need won't be welcome there because it's not aligned. And this is one of the ways that like people can get really disenchanted with dating, really disenchanted with relationships is because they're going in from this place of like, let me perform and like prove to you how valuable I am, prove to you my worth instead of like, I'm embodied in my value and my worth and I'm going to lead with that like these are my non-negotiables and I'm backing them fully and if those things are aligned for you then we can continue vetting this connection but if on a foundational level you know those three core pieces of you know the type of relationship faith and the style of you know how their life is designed in terms of the work that they do in the world if those three aren't aligned like right away I know that there is no point in continuing going forward because, you know, we're, we're not fundamentally aligned. And then I'm wasting their time because I'm preventing them from finding someone who wants them just as they are. And I'm also ripping myself off of having the type of love where someone loves and cherishes me for exactly who I am. I don't have to perform for belonging. I don't have to perform for, you know, someone to see my value and my worth. They innately do because I led with that at the beginning. I was willing to do the risky fucking thing and lead with the authenticity of who I am, knowing that that will filter people out like I've gone on some dates with some of the most awesome human beings and one of those three areas didn't line up and it was such a bummer, but it was a conversation that two healthy emotional adult, adults can have. I was like, damn, you know, I really like you and I love spending time with you. And I know that, and I'll use the faith example. You know, I went on this date with this guy years ago and, you know, in terms of the type of relationship, we both wanted monogamy. He was also an entrepreneur. I'm like, ding, ding, ding. But the faith piece didn't match up. 
he wanted someone who I think I think he was Christian and he wanted someone who was also Christian, which is totally valid. There's nothing wrong with that. But me and my witchy ass spiritual self was not going to be that. And we had a, you know, this real conversation on our first date. Like we literally got through all of them in the first date. I mean, he is someone who's really worked on himself. So it wasn't an odd thing to have these three points come up in the date. And, you know, it was such a bummer. And yet we still left the date with a lot of reverence, respect, and high regard for each other. And to this day, we are still friends. Because I saw it as like, you're such an amazing dude. And I want you to have everything that your heart desires. I do not want you to have to compromise a fraction of your soul for the love that you deserve. And I was also lucky enough that he took that same position with me of like, I respect you so deeply that I want you to have what is true for you to have. Knowing that it isn't me, like I'm never going to be able to like get on board with that. And I'm like, yeah, same. I, I'm not going to be able to get on board with this piece with you. And it doesn't mean that I think your faith is wrong or bad. It's just not aligned. And I'm not going to spend my time and my energy trying to convert you into seeing the value of my spiritual position, especially when like this is like a non-negotiable area. It's different if someone is like neutral in the area of spirituality and they don't have a very strong non-negotiable in that area, that's different. Be like, okay, yeah, I can coexist with you. Like, as long as you're not going to make me wrong, as long as, like, this is not going to be an issue down the line, if we ever had kids, well, that's another area of non-negotiable is, like, kids and marriage. You know, you got to be fucking clear about this stuff. You know, and this tends to be more of, like, an issue with women, but I'm sure... It shows up for men and, and just humans, to be fair. But I see this a lot with women is, you know, we think we were clear, but we, we talked around the thing that we wanted. We didn't actually directly say, I want to be a mother. I want to be a wife. If you want to be a wife, you need to date a man who also wants to be a husband, or you need to date a woman who also wants to be a wife, or you need to date a person who also wants to be a spouse. Like if that's what you truly want, you've got to be aligned there. And this happens all the time where someone deeply, deeply desires marriage, but they're not in full approval of that. So they they kind of skirt around it in the dating phase and they play it fucking cool. I know I'm swearing a lot today. I feel very passionate. <laughs> um, they just play it cool. And then it gets to a point where they can't take it anymore. And they're like, I need to get married. And the other person's like, what? That wasn't our agreement. Like, I'm not ready. Like, I don't know if I even want that. Or same with kids. Like if you deeply know, that it is your path to be a mother or a father or a parent and you do not have approval for that and you don't back it right from the beginning. Like you don't get to hold that victim position down the line when you weren't clear from the beginning. You know, it's different if you were very clear up front being like, 
it is my deepest desire to have children. And the other person, and this is, you know, where we have to have faith that if we lead with authenticity, that we will be met with authenticity. And if someone's putting on a performance, if you stay in your body and you don't pop off into fantasy and get like caught up in like, oh, the potential, (laughs) if you actually stay landed in reality, you will be able to sniff out and see whether or not the thing that they told you is true. People have tells all the time. And if someone is just blowing smoke up your ass and telling you what you want to hear and you vet them for a few months, you will see slips in the armor. You will see slips in the mask. But you have to trust yourself so deeply to be able to stay that close to reality. And like, if, if you find that that's not true, then you also have to be willing to do the hard thing and say we've gone as far as we can go. And this is tricky. And this is why we do the deeper work is so that we can tend to any of those wounded parts that often for a lot of people, the wounds are the ones driving our dating behavior, you know, and that's why it's so unconscious. You want a conscious relationship, then you have to go through the entire dating process conscious meaning you have to be grounded and rooted in reality. You cannot be popped off into fantasy in your head, psychoanalyzing every single thing he said or she said or they said. You have to be landed in reality. I mean, like, are we having the tough conversations? Are we having the real conversations? Are we talking about the shit that really matters? Because someone's favorite color tells you nothing about their relational capabilities. It tells you nothing about their emotional interior. It tells you nothing about your core alignment. But having conversations about your non-negotiables and being willing to back them, like as soon as you find that one of your non-negotiables does not line up, you have to end it. It doesn't matter how much you like the person. Just like me and that other guy. Like, he's so fucking rad. But you know what? Now he has a partner who is all the things that he truly desired. And that makes me very happy for him. And you know what? I am on this path of also calling in someone who is all the things that I'm looking for. And I don't care that it's happening later in life. Like I would rather patiently wait and create my life to be a happy and healthy and thriving place for me to be in and know that that relationship, that person is on its way, on his way. And it's not my business when that happens. And it is also not up to me to force my agenda and force my timeline. It's about surrendering into the divine timeline of like, well, when the truly aligned person for me shows up, that's the right time for it to show up. And to think that I know better than divine intelligence is so fucking arrogant. And it's just not something that I'm interested in doing, you know, because it causes me so much stress. Being out of sync with reality is one of the ways that we really, really fuck ourselves over. That we really cause so much unnecessary stress and emotional pain and suffering 
but when we're in right relationship with reality and we stay with the pulse of reality, we stay landed here and now, here and now, here and now. Like I'm going to lead with my authenticity. I'm going to lead with what's true for me. I'm going to get really clear on what those baseline non-negotiables are. And you don't have to have a laundry list, you know, monogamy, non-monogamy, faith, um, anything to do with, you know, career or lifestyle that is a non-negotiable kids and marriage or no marriage. Those are like the main areas that you should have your non-negotiables in. And anything more than that might be more of a protection mechanism than it is the true thing. And, you know, we want to have those baseline ones. And then you also want to have some requirements in terms of must have must have these particular qualities embodied, which means if you require that from another person, you better be embodied in that yourself. So if you want someone who is kind, who is generous, who is attuned, who is respectful, who is reverent, um, who is loyal, who is you know, really self-aware, you have to be those things too. Otherwise, it's a fundamental mismatch. You're trying to get something that you don't have through the other person. It's extractive to date someone who has the quality that you want to embody, but you don't yet embody. And it's one, it's totally different if you're honest about that. If you say, this is a quality that I am really working on integrating. It's not fully like locked and loaded in there yet, but I'm a work in progress in this area. And it's really important to me to have a partner who's also like landed there. Cause if we're both trying to figure it out, like we're going to be flailing and <laughs> that's not cute. That's not fun. So like if you're emotionally honest about what's really there, you know, you let the other person choose. When you withhold information, you take away the other person's ability to choose whether or not that is actually aligned for them. You're manipulating them into a dynamic that might not be true for them if they knew the whole picture. And I could go on a tangent about that and that'll probably be a future conversation because, you know, part of embodied dating is literally being the embodiment of what you want to call in. It's also about staying in your body. So many people date up in their head. You know, they're psychoanalyzing themselves, the other person, the dynamic, they're ruminating, they're obsessing, like, and they're not actually in their body. And when you're not in your body, you miss a lot of vital signals. You miss vital signals of alignment. You also miss vital signals of misalignment. And we're going to be going deep into that in the workshop. And I'm also going to be um, opening a possibility for a embodied dating mastermind that includes my embodied, embodied dating course. So that is going to be available only for the people who join the workshop. And again, like the workshop is live on the 25th. You'll have a 30-day replay and you can probably purchase the workshop up until a week after. I think I'll keep it open um, so that if you miss the date or you know you can't be there live, you can still purchase it up for a couple days after we finish. Um, and after that, you know, 
it'll be done. <laughs> but if you, you know, purchase the workshop, even if you can't be there live, you will get a 30 day replay and the invitation to join the mastermind and to do the deeper course work on this topic so that you can really be landed in your body, landed in your worth, landed in your value, dating from this place of true embodied empowerment, not just the toxic mimicry of pretending you have all your shit together when you really don't. Like that's not empowering at all, but telling the truth, very empowering. <laughs> Being like, I'm a hot mess, you know, and that's just where I am. The hot mess express. And like most people are on the hot mess express. Like even people have been working on themselves. Like there's always areas where like, we're just, we're just messy. Humans are messy. Like let's just accept it. Let's just roll with it. Let's bring some approval and really be able to back ourselves because when we can really back ourselves and stay landed in reality and assess this alignment right off the bat with our non-negotiables and the must-haves, then we can really trust ourselves to continue opening in that container. But if we're up in our heads and we're not paying attention to this stuff and we can't discern what, you know, right from left, up from down, like we're not going to trust, we're not going to open. And if we're going in the direction of healthy relationships and like co-creating really potent, powerful relational dynamics, you've got to be open and you've got to have faith. And you can practice, like you've got to practice that in the dating phase. So if you want to come, we're going to dive way deeper into this in the workshop. And if you got a lot of value out of anything here today, please ping me, let me know, um, share the episode on your social media. If that feels good to you, tag someone, even, you know, share what you took away from the episode and tag me on social media. I'd love to see it. And if you want to really support the show, going over to Apple podcasts and giving us a rating and a review would be so helpful. And I will be back next week and we will be talking about dating down. So the phenomenon of dating down <laughs> and it's a juicy conversation. And then we will also be talking about, you know, the very real experiences of like when we do the deep creep on someone, uh, what that's all about and how to kind of clean that up so that we stay available to the thing that we want to be available for. So those are the next two that are coming down the pipeline for you. I'm very excited to dive into those episodes with you as preparation for the workshop. And if you'd like to join the workshop, the link to explore that is in the show notes. And you can also head over to my Instagram. All of it is linked up there but you can find it directly in the show notes. And I look forward to seeing you choose your own adventure with the price point and also seeing you in the workshop and we get to play with a lot of this information together. Okay, we'll see you soon.